This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is a premier male grooming company with the star Lawnmower 3.0, and we want to be able to share the savings with you, our awesome listeners. Use the promo code BLUECHIP to get 20% off your next order. Don't let your balls down. Get the Lawnmower 3.0. Your balls will thank you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Kernishan. I am joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, Devin Jackson. Devin, how are you today? Doing pretty good, man. Um, can't complain. It's fucking snowing here, so I can complain. I cannot. Either of those, it is, it is starting to drop in temperature a little bit, but not compared to, to where you're at, though. Yeah, it was minus 16 today. Can't relate. Anyways, a <laughs> little bit of a quick hitter podcast today. Um, there's going to be a couple of scheduling changes over the next week or so. Devin's not going to be available for the podcast next week. Wanted to make sure you at least got one podcast from us this week. That's the two of us. But we're on a bit of a time crunch. So um, I don't know if you've heard this, Devin, but in the last couple of days, there have been some trades that have hit the NFL that might have affected the draft in more than one or two different ways. So shall we talk about it? Let's sure. let's start with the non-trade that everyone thought was going to happen but didn't. Aaron Rodgers, the fattest contract in NFL history. I, I would have been happy about it like four years ago. That's kind of how I feel. Like he's still playing at a really, really good level, but like he's almost 40. Like, I, I don't, it's, it's a little unprecedented. You know what I'm saying? Like, even Drew Brees' la- latter years with the Saints, he wasn't making anywhere near 50 million a year. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, they really haven't moved the needle with the team. I mean, they had a prime opportunity this year to, to play the Rams in the NFC Championship game, and they lost to the 49ers with who they had, missed their shot. Like, come on, man. Like, I see what you're doing there, but uh, <laughs> I, honestly, like back. it just it just makes us think. And and gotta give a shout out to Dante Colinelli who did a great story on this. But why did they draft Jordan Love? I know he's going into year three as their backup now. Why like, they like? I don't know why the Packers think this is their game plan. Like they're going to draft a quarterback when the other quarterbacks in his prime in his career. Let him sit for like three, four years. And then all of a sudden, oh, he can play now. Like, no, is, is this not even going to happen not now? Only that. Like, Jordan Love, he cannot wait till year seven to play. It just cannot do, happen. Do, do you remember what else they did that draft? They drafted Josiah DeGuerra and AJ Dillon as their other like top three round picks. All guys that, like, other than AJ Dillon, who's still a backup for the team, like Josiah DeGuerra is like their third string tight end. Apparently they love drafting backups and then they leave. <laughs> like Jamal Williams just recently left and he's playing with the Lions now, had a pretty good season. But I mean, you can't pay all these dudes. You you gonna pay Jordan Love to sit on your bench? He's on a rookie deal. Like if you're gonna move on from Aaron Rodgers, you yeah, should have. And just the thing done is it. they have like they, they have said they have no interest in moving on from Jordan Love, which brings up the follow-up question of then what the fuck is the point? That's an asset that you have that you can't capitalize on. 
still. And I'm, I'm really surprised more teams haven't called about him because honestly, they should move him because you're not going to get any value from him I in the Carolina. next two years. I don't care who trades for him. Somebody there, there's got to be someone willing to take a chance on him before they draft anyone's class. So not only that, there's the other quarterback that might get moved, possibly by the time you're hearing this podcast, although it won't be made official until the league's year starts on Wednesday. I think so. I think Wednesday. And that is, um, well, it's Deshaun Watson. And actually, Devin, both of our teams have been connected to Deshaun Watson. Love that. No, yeah. before before we, we get any further, I just want to say, like, by the way, Twitter was a cesspool on Saturday, Friday. Yeah, it was, I think it was, I want to say it was Friday. I think it was Friday. Yeah. I, I, I would remember if it was yesterday if we were recording. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I just want to say, man, like, I, I don't I don't care what, what they're saying right now about in terms of, like, you know, he's not being charged or anything. It's not done yet. The, the cases are not done yet. And... I know people are like, well, he's supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Like, there the are reason- 22 <laughs> stories that are identical. Look, all I'm saying to the NFL is if you're going to preach that you want inclusion and diversity and et cetera, don't do shit you, like you, this. You, you have a prime opportunity to, to make a stand. And, and, like, to me, what I think should happen is he should be on the exempt list until everything gets sorted out. Yep. It's just my opinion. I know it's not going to happen, but. Oh, and Devin, 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 you expect far too much from the NFL because that one, they would never do that. Cause one, he plays quarterback too. He plays, he plays quarterback first and foremost. And second of all, I mean, they have apparently, and this is not my words. I don't want anyone thinking these are my words, but the NFL believes they have bigger fish to fry. Like keeping Calvin Ridley from betting $1,300 on games. Gotta love it. But yeah, like, like I said, I, but I'm let's not promote gonna... Tyreek Hill. Pretty Moving much. on, let's move to some trades that have actually happened. Uh, that was a that was a very difficult segue uh, for very various reasons. So Denver missed out on um, and Rogers. Yeah, on, on the State Farm man, <laughs> on the State Farm man who missed his shot, uh, <laughs> and they instead get. Oh God! What? What's the really lame nickname that that Russell Wilson gave himself? Mister Unlimited. <laughs> the fact that you knew that right away is it, it scares me, Devin. L- listen, uh, there have been lots of bits on on him doing that, so that, that's the only reason I know. And... So they get they get. I'm sorry, I, I'm going to put this out there. I love Russell Wilson as a player. He is the lamest human being on the planet. He is so lame. But anyways, they got Russell Wilson and a 2022 fourth round pick for a 2022 first round pick, a 2023 first round pick, a 2022 second, a 2022 fifth, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris. When I listen to that deal, I actually don't think it's that bad. I actually don't. The because, is, like, you know, you think about teams like the Rams and, like, other teams that have traded for, like, top flight quarterbacks, they they were decimated. 
like the Rams were lo- low key decimated by by the uh, the trade and and paid off. They won a Super Bowl, but their future is it's ugly. It's ugly. I will say. I know that. this did not turn out like the um, the L.A. Lakers style trades where they can't trade a first round pick to like twenty twenty eight. Every time we mention the Rams in the lake, I have to somehow segue to the Lakers. Uh, <laughs> but like. The fact that, listen, Drew Locke, fine, quarterback for quarterback, did the same thing that, 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 that the Rams did with Goff, but, like, Goff is far better than Drew Locke. I think that's, that's pretty safe to say. I think that's pretty safe to say. I don't think, I don't think I'm dropping any hot takes here. <laughs> but yeah. the inclusion of Noah Fitt makes this interesting to me. And I know people are like, oh, well, you know, they drafted Albert Akui uh, Boonham, uh, you know, in Denver. They drafted Albert Akui Boonham because – Alberto was Drew Locke's roommate. They were friends. I would have thought they just traded Alberto. No offense, the better tight end, anyways. Well, what the apparent, hell are we doing? You know, it is crazy. Me in in you know how tight. I mean, ends... if you get the chance to get Russell Wilson, you get Russell Wilson. Yeah. But like, like, listen, if they if they decide, hey, we don't want Alberto, but we'll take Noah Fant. That's not like, oh, sorry, can't do this, can't do Ship this. Him off, get another tight end. But no, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Exactly. It's funny to me, people were calling Noah Fant a bust, even though tight ends always take the longest, one of the longest periods yeah, to develop. it's the biggest learning curve. So you it was interesting to me, because people were saying Albert O was like, he, he, you know, has similar statistics Noah Fant did anyway, and they're on similar wavelengths. I, I, I wish was this just, was a video podcast where our listeners could see the distorted face I just made. The hell? The, but maybe I'll do a piece on this in sometime soon. But it, it's just amazing to me that tight ends are always the ones that people like just pile on on because they're not doing the same type of statistics. He, he wasn't even super productive at Iowa. Like he was, you know, flashes of potential, but Iowa's old school offense. Like he he's still adjusting to playing like a modern offense because they're still in the 1990s. So to me, like. It was just funny. Give them about three decades too much credit there at Iowa. No, but it was just funny to me that Noah Font was was you know getting piled on, say he wasn't all that great, but he's to me based on talent, he's a he's a top ten talented tight end in in the NFL, yeah. without a doubt. But obviously the production still needs to come there. But I mean Seattle, if they land a quarterback. I know they they were possibly in the Watson sweepstakes. They land a quarterback. I mean. He's going to do big things for that Seattle offense. They well, haven't had a, a explosive tight end in a long time. Not only that, I mean, they now they they're in the top ten in the draft now because they have Denver's pick. I think. We, listen, we can shit on this quarterback class all we want, and it's a quarterback class that deserves to be shat upon. However, facts are facts. One's going in the top ten. And, and nine saying, is now your starting point. Actually, I have heard earlier this week that two is the starting point for quarterbacks, and it would be Malik Willis to Detroit at two. I don't know how reliable that is, but my soul threw up when I heard that. But I, I just don't love the fit, but we can we can discuss that later. But time. like, if you if you were to say like, hey, Malik Willis at nine, listen, on value, it's terrible, but it is a quarterback. It's better than you have, then, taking one then you of have the, 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 the Then you have just like the least inspired quarterback battle of all time between Geno Smith, Drew Locke, and Malik Willis. I'll be entertaining. 
The preseason uh, was, games will be will phenomenal. Phenomenal content, honestly. Yeah. Should we move on to the next one? Sure. This one, as an Eagles fan, I, I, I'm split on this one, to be honest with you, because I still do like Carson Wentz, okay? I hate his contract with every fiber of my being. I genuinely hate it. But Carson Wentz and I have always had some form of connection. We share a birthday. That's about all we have in common. <laughs> However... <laughs> I've always felt somewhat connected to Carson, and I've always thought that if he could stay healthy, which he showed that he could kind of stay healthy in Indy, that, like, he wouldn't necessarily be awful. But Indy disagrees to the point where they've already said he needs to go, and now Indy wants, I guess, Jacob Eason to be their starting quarterback? I'm not entirely sure where the hell they go. Indy, actually, Jacob Eason plays for Seattle. Wait, what? (laughs) Mm-hmm. When did that happen? I don't remember, but he he doesn't even play for Indy. So Sam Who's Ellinger or is Sam Ellinger or some random dude. <laughs> so they're when definitely did... drafting or trading for a quarterback. So okay, so the Indy trades him to, and by the way, there is there is a chef's kiss amount of irony in this trade because for how many years did I have to hear Washington football team slash that other name? now Washington Commanders fans talk about how crap Carson Wentz is and now all of a sudden it's oh my god we have Carson Wentz he's a this, top 15 quarterback so this is what happened with Eason real quick he okay. got released and he got claimed by the Seahawks on waivers during the season this happened like in October <laughs> wait this happened in October and and we didn't know Oh, I, I don't know if I should feel ashamed or, or, or genuinely bemused. But so Washington trades a 2023 third round pick that becomes a second round pick if Wentz plays 70% of the 2022 snaps. So we're, we're back on conditional picks again with Wentz. I love it. A 2022 second round pick and a 2022 third round pick. And Washington gets Wentz, uh, according to spot track here, uh, did, did did Indy keep a major portion of his salary? I, I have no clue. Because it, all, all it you. says is Carson Wentz in brackets and then $2.8 million. Maybe. I guess Indy had to retain most of his salary. which Well, because no one was going to take it. Yeah. No uh, one's taking that salary. So they swapped 2022. They swapped second rounders this year. And then Washington also gets Indy's seventh. What a clusterfuck of a trade this is. Uh, so Washington's not drafting a quarterback in round one. They will, however, be drafting a quarterback in 2023. Because or, they, just... or they just draft one anyway in the second round. <laughs> Sam Howell will still probably be on the board. So I, I think you still that, draft a quarterback. But, but again, if you're going to do this Carson Wentz as a transitional quarterback, you could have just not traded for Carson Wentz and done the same thing with Taylor Heineke. I mean, but let's be real here. Wentz is better than Heineke. Let's let's be honest here. Wentz is he? Is he is. Also, when he when is. was the last time Washington made any sense in any moves they've ever done? It took them how long to change their name? I mean, forty that, years. I, I think that that's reason enough. Plus, their owner is still under investigation for things he's done. So I yeah. Moving on. Um, Saray. Our, our friend Saray Poole nearly jumped out of his skin on uh, on Friday. 
as Khalil Mack was traded to the Chargers for, and I cannot believe I'm about to say this, a second round pick and a sixth. Disgusting. <laughs> hey, you want to talk about the, this steal of the century? What the fuck are the Bears doing? What are they doing? Are you telling me that you couldn't get anything more than a second and a sixth for Khalil Mack? It should be at least two day two picks, man. At least. Oh, sorry. It's a second rounder this year and a sixth rounder next year. Terrible. Even worse. They somehow managed to do even worse than I thought. You didn't even get two picks in this year's draft. And they still don't have a first rounder, correct? No. Because they traded to get Justin Fields. So, yeah. Well, <sighs> look, man. Well, well done, Chicago. Here's your good job, Cake. Um, listen, new front office, same old Bears. Yeah, I mean, but from a Chargers perspective, it, it seems like Tom you, you need to write. Start building, start building Tom Telesco's uh, statue. I you need, you need to write um, You need to write Jordan Davis to the Chargers in ink. Ink. Because ink. That, it's front, that front four with Davis, uh, Bosa, and Mac. good luck trying to pass the ball, man. Or, no, no run the ball first. Because we, 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 we do the need ball, Davis. Fucked. Too. Yeah, exactly. And then the last trade that we're going to talk about today. So all 37 Cowboys fans that work for Blue Chip Scout, I swear to God, I know there's only like three of them, but I it swear feels to like God, 30. It, it feels like it because... Same thing with all, Florida too. Same with... Actually, Florida, there are 37 uh, Florida fans. So... I remember a couple years ago saying that the Cowboys over overpaid to get um, Amari Cooper because that same year the Eagles almost got Devontae Parker for like a fourth round pick. So you traded a first round pick for Amari Cooper, then gave him a hefty extension, and then you trade him to the Browns for a <laughs> fifth and a sixth. Actually, Basically, because it's a it's a pick swap in the sixth round, Amari Cooper for a fifth round pick. That's terrible. What awful asset management. That so is... Jarvis Landry is officially done in, in, in Cleveland. I think. Yeah, he, he requested a trade. Oh, okay. Well, good for Jarvis Landry. I'm sure him and his four nine three forty are going to do wonders on a different team next he, year. He should not recoup more than like a, a six rounder. I'm that. sorry. If Amari Cooper gets a fifth, I think that Jarvis Landry he fetches you like a fifth rounder in 2027. Too bad they can't do it that far out. This isn't the NBA. Yeah, NBA is like, yeah, I'm going to trade my 2037 first rounder for. Yeah, you get traded. For, you're getting traded <laughs> for toddlers. No, but uh, on a serious note, it, it's I don't. What is Dallas doing? Let, let's be real. What are they doing? Because like, I feel almost, like that's an evergreen let, statement. To be honest with you, like they almost like, let listen, go Michael listen, Gallup and and they listen, they paid Ezekiel Elliott. Like, what, what's going on there? Listen, my 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 team's front office is run by Howie Roseman, so I am in no position to to, to judge, but I am going to judge. Like, this is an evergreen statement. Just like it's the same state, just like how once a year there's always at least one pick, and actually most years it's the entire draft, that makes me want to punch a wall with Philly. Seattle? I mean, Seattle, now they got the nine pick. I'm a little worried about who they're going to pick because they, they've been 
They've been picking a little draft off the wall. If they didn't have uh, Dick, uh, Matt Dixon, I would be like, wait a minute. That punter from, from San Diego State said play at nine. It's like when the it's like when the Raiders used to just remember like Darius Hayward Bay and like the Jacoby Ford picks and like oh yeah Darius Hayward Bay over like Michael Crabtree and and, and, and Jeremy Macklin. Then Michael Crabtree ended up playing for them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they just like remember team. remember when you could basically just just pick just pick the Raiders draft pick by who read a fast forty. Well. Good thing because they they were gonna draft Tyquan Thorne in the second round. Yeah, if that happens, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Like I love, I love, I love me some Tyquan Thornton. I don't love Dude, him Caitlin before Barnes. like round five. Kalen Barnes in the first round. There we go. <laughs> Tariq Woolen. Now nah, back back to um, back to the Amari. This is what trade. happens when you and I haven't done a, a proper podcast in a while. It just goes yeah. off the rails. No, but. Uh, for the Browns, this is a great steal. You you get someone who still can be a, a top 10 to 15 receiver in the league. Um, he opens up a chance for you to draft a, a receiver that, you know, can – I mean, you you pretty much wide open at receiver now because Amari Cooper is going to be the best route runner on your team no matter what. So you can get that deep threat you want. You can get Jameson Williams if you want. You can get uh, Traylon Burks if you're feeling – you know, they, you, dude, they basically tra- traded him for a guy that's going to be a core special teamer. The basically, fuck are, what the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? I can't Why? wait for the Cowboys to, to dra- uh, pick somebody that's not even going to make the roster. Oh, dude, you know what? You know, you know what's going to be amazing is that, like, literally, come come the first round, we're going to be sitting there and it's going to be like, oh, okay, so they traded Amari Cooper to get Jahan Dotson, like. <laughs> To draft yet another first round wide receiver because that's what that team needs. That they could have just amazing not content. traded him. <clears throat> that's true, but I mean they got some holes to fill because they, they got some offensive line issues now. And that was not looking as good as people thought they were looking. I will say that. They're uh not. the the one to keep an eye on before we wrap up for this in terms of who could be traded, is from the Eagles, and it's Fletcher Cox. And if if Howie Roseman does this again, he should not just be fired. He should be fired into the sun. Because if they trade him before June 1st, he has a cap hit of $41 million. There's no way they can do that. No, 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 no. If the Eagles trade him, it costs the Eagles $41 million. Well, you can go ahead and start uh, writing that check now. Because they're definitely, definitely going to do that. It's, it's the Eagles. What? Why would you? They did this with Wentz last year, too, where it was like the $29 million or whatever in that gap. Now it's 41 Stop doing this, Howard. Howard. Howard, stop it. Yeah. We'll see what happens, though. I mean, it's it's only, it's only going to get busier probably Monday. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we're, there was probably two, three trades on Monday. And oh, I'm sure yeah. Deshaun Watson will be traded by tomorrow or Tuesday at the latest at this at this rate because the talks seem to be heating up. And... Yeah. Well, I wish we had something happier to end it on rather than Devin's just 
very deflated sounding voice. I'm sorry. But that's going to do it for today's it, it episode. Just, just <laughs> As always, you can find me on Twitter at MikeH underscore draft. You can find David on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. Follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow our work at Blue Chip Scouting. Follow Blue Chip Scouting on Twitter at Blue Chip Scout. Add reads after this, and we will see – well, I will see you guys later in the week. Devin, we'll see you all next week. I want to thank our friends over at Jersey House for sponsoring today's show. No one likes paying full price for jerseys, and thanks to Jersey House, you don't have to anymore. Jersey House has all your needs covered, whether you want an NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, or college jersey, or if you want a jersey for the European football, they've got it all. They also do custom jerseys and are always looking to add more players to their vast catalog. Head on over to jerseyhouse.ca and use the code BIGSHOTS to save 15% off your next order and help give back to the podcast. They ship anywhere in the world, and Devin and myself swear by their products. That's jerseyhouse.ca and the promo code BIGSHOTS for 15%.